0: Welcome to Vibrant Body and Abundant Life with Tanya Penny. Listen in and learn how to use new mind, body, and spirit wisdom and supportive tools to move beyond your fears, self-doubts, and limiting beliefs. Tanya is devoted to helping you heal pain, illness, and trauma so you can enjoy a healthy body and balanced lifestyle. You deserve to fully live your passionate, purposeful life with abundance and freedom.
1: Hello, everybody. Welcome to Vibrant Body and Abundant Life. I am your host, Tanya Penny, occupational therapist, author of Connect with the Divine You and Vibrant Body and Abundant Life Coach. I'm here because I'm devoted to supporting you to have a healthy body, a peaceful mind and a balanced lifestyle so that you can fully live your passionate, purposeful life with abundance and ultimate freedom. In today's episode, I'll be sharing on how to navigate a health crisis. So whether you are facing your own health diagnosis, maybe a loved one has been diagnosed, or you might be facing a health crisis on the planet, much like the one we are facing while I'm recording this, the coronavirus which actually inspired me to record this episode. So what I'll be sharing today is a good start. And as always, in any of these episodes, um, most of these topics are complex, like today's. And if you need support to go deeper, I'll be sharing on how you can do that at the end of today's episode. Okay, so let's start with what I consider probably the most important thing to do when you are given either a health diagnosis or there's a health crisis happening on the planet. And number one, it's to accept and have compassion for your reaction to whatever you're being told. So whether you're being told you have cancer, you have multiple sclerosis, maybe that you have some other chronic condition or if you're being told like we are right now, that there is a virus that is, um, you know, really impacting a lot of people in the world right now. So it's global. So oftentimes we'll have a reaction, whether it's fear, whether it's worry, whether it's anger and, um, that we often beat ourselves up for it. So really having that acceptance and compassion for yourself, whatever your reaction is, even if it seems over the top. Now this also includes having acceptance and compassion for other people's reactions to what is happening, whether it's their reaction to your health diagnosis or whether it's a reaction to their own health diagnosis or a reaction to something that's happening globally on the planet that is considered a health crisis. So just for example, you know, the other day I went to the grocery store and the toilet paper was completely sold out. And I'm going to admit, I thought this is a little extreme. People are acting a little bit extreme. And whether that's a fact or not, really having that compassion for people, knowing that they are having a lot of fear and a lot of panic that makes them act in a certain way, react in a certain way. To me, it seemed extreme, but to them, it's what is helping them do, um, helping them to feel safe. And another example: so when I was diagnosed with MS um, back in two thousand four, I'm going to say that I had a. I mean, my my reaction was shock at first. Um, I was an occupational therapist at the time that was working with people who had MS at a rehab center, so I was in shock and. My husband at the time was very fearful. So it was both accepting that, you know what, I'm in shock right now. And after leaving the ER and, you know, being there for six, seven hours and getting this diagnosis, I really just wanted to go have dinner and have a glass of wine or three. Um, That was the way that I reacted to it. Whereas he was in extreme fear, he wanted to do research, he wanted to get me going on a medication. It was like we both had completely different reactions. So really having that acceptance and compassion. And one of the ways that we can do that, and I'm gonna take you just through a little mini practice right now. One of the tools that I teach is using the breath. The breath is a really simple yet powerful tool. So Whatever your reaction is, breathing in compassion for yourself, acceptance and compassion for whatever is coming up for you when you hear your diagnosis, a loved one's diagnosis, or something that is happening on the planet. So just taking a moment, closing your eyes, and breathing in acceptance and compassion for yourself, and then breathing out and releasing whether it's fear, worry, shock, anxiety. So we're having acceptance and compassion for it. But as we know for any emotion, if we stay stuck in it or we hold on to it, then we can't move forward and actually take inspired action. So breathing out and releasing whatever the emotion is. Maybe it's fear, anger, worry, overwhelm, sadness. And doing that several times. And then after you're doing that, another variation is to, again, breathe in acceptance and compassion for yourself. And then as you exhale, breathing it out to whether it's your husband, your children, your parents, maybe for the whole planet. And doing that several times. As many times as you're guided to do it. So simple yet powerful tool to help with acceptance and compassion for yourself and others. So number two, so we've accepted and have compassion for our reactions. Now we're going to go a little bit deeper and really acknowledge what those fears worry or why you're angry. So we're going to acknowledge and then soothe. So acknowledge and soothe because again, um, all emotions are actually good. There are no emotions that are good or bad. Our emotions are part of our guidance system. Yet when we get stuck in them, like we don't want to stay stuck in worry. We don't want to stay stuck in fear. We don't want to stay stuck in anger. So any of those, we'll just call them lower vibration emotions because when you stay stuck in those, they actually lower your immunity they decrease your immune system. So whether it's a health uh, crisis on the planet, like the Coronavirus, or it's your own health diagnosis, you want to make sure to not hold on to those emotions to stay stuck in them. And if you do hold on to them, you know, many of us are sick, or will get sick, because we're holding on to these emotions that are lowering our immune system, lowering our vibration. So just take a moment and acknowledge any fears that you have right now regarding your diagnosis, a loved one's diagnosis, what's happening on the planet. If you're listening to this during the coronavirus, or maybe there's another, you know, this probably isn't going to be the end of it, another health crisis on the planet. So just take a few minutes to acknowledge what those fears, worries are, the anger, so what's the thought that's causing the anger or the belief that's causing the anger? Or sadness, if sadness is coming up, what's the, the thought or belief? So just taking a moment, even pausing this to write that down. And you know, some people say, well, why would we want to focus on the negative? I thought we were supposed to focus on the positive. And from my philosophy, both need to be addressed. Because if we don't address the fears, the worries, the reason why you're angry or sad, they don't go away. So stuffing anything, hiding it, pushing it away, rejecting it does not work. It only causes it to get bigger over time. So again, write down any fears, any thoughts or beliefs that are causing the emotion of anger or sadness, And we're just going to acknowledge and accept again what those are. And now we're going to move to the second part of this one is moving to writing down what does that part of you that is feeling fearful or worried or angry, what does it need to hear from you? So we're often talking to, I'm going to call them inner child or younger parts of us. Not always, but usually. So what does this part of you need to hear to soothe it, to comfort it? So you're being that parent to yourself now that you are either to your children, if you're a parent currently, or, you know, as a child, the things that you would have wanted to hear from your your parent to soothe you, to comfort you, you're going to do that to the part of you now that is fearful or sad or worried or angry. And there's going to be a lot of possibilities here. But for example, if your fear is, you know, I'm going to die or my loved one's going to die, you might sue that part of you and say, you know, everything, we we don't know what's going to happen right now, but we're doing our best to, to heal this and to support our loved one to heal this. You might want to use something related to spirituality. You know, I trust that my higher level something bigger or their higher level something bigger is supporting them through this or I'm capable of moving through this I have support I'm capable of healing this of moving through this of getting to the other side of this if it's a health crisis right this too shall pass a planetary health crisis so just whatever that part of you needs to hear you're going to take a little bit of time and soothe so when you soothe them you can say it out loud silently you might write it and say it out loud or silently and this is probably not a one-time deal you guys this is something um, if I have a really big fear like I had a fear that I was gonna end up in a wheelchair that wasn't something I soothed myself uh, once like it had to be over and over again And one of the other tools I teach to help um, to both acknowledge these these fears, these limiting beliefs, um, and all the emotions is the guided therapeutic meditation practice. And then we also plant the seeds that help us to soothe and also plant the seeds for what we desire and what I call the truth. So if you haven't already signed up um, for my Vibrant Body and Abundant Life Starter Kit, I highly recommend that you do that. Uh, The link will be below this audio because you'll get a sample guided practice that will help you to do all of that. It'll help you to feel and release emotions, acknowledge, accept um, whatever arises, as well as helping to shift or release, soothe those fears, those limiting beliefs. And I do recommend to use a therapeutic, a guided therapeutic meditation practice at least once a day, up to three times a day, if you are wanting the fast track to health and healing. Also, prevention. um, Very big in prevention as well if you're not sick yet. All right, let's move on to number three. So everybody pretty much everybody listening to this is going to fall into the category of being what I call a sensitive. Some of you call it empathic. So many of us are taking on others, fears, worries, anger, um, fill in the blank. And we're not doing this consciously. It's just because of the way we're wired. We automatically do it. So this is especially important for us to learn tools to clear out other people's um, emotions and limiting beliefs that we might take on. So whether it's from a family member, your spouse, whether it's from the collective now, like a lot of people are in fear on the planet because of the virus, um, whether it's your doctor, who has, you know, my doctor told me there was no cure and I should prepare to get worse, you know, prepare for the worst. I was probably going to progress and get worse with the MS. So I really had to clear out what other people felt and what other people thought about my diagnosis. And now this is also helping me when there is a health crisis on the planet. It also helps me when let's say a loved one gets diagnosed with something and they're afraid and you know, I've got my own maybe fear to deal with, but I don't want to take theirs on too. So again, one of the two tools that you can use, you can use that breath practice I shared at the beginning. So how you use that, um, just quickly is you would breathe in more of you, So the intention to breathe in, when you breathe in, breathe in more of you. When you breathe out, releasing what you took on of anybody else's, whether it was their emotion, their belief system, and doing that several times until you feel a shift. And I would do this on a daily basis. So you might use the breath like I just um, recommended. Oh, and if you notice it's a certain emotion, Again, you might breathe in the opposite of that emotion. So if you notice that you're feeling fear and you're like, this is not mine, you can breathe in peace or you can breathe in joy or love, whatever is an opposite of fear for you. And then breathe out and say, "You know, I am releasing anybody else's fear that I took on today. If you know what a specific emotion is that you took on. Now, another thing that I recommend is at bedtime as you go to sleep, you set an intent, use a therapeutic guided meditation practice, and set the intention to release anything you took on today of anybody else's. It can be that general, or you can be more specific if you know you specifically took on a certain emotion or a certain belief, uh, limiting belief or fear of somebody else's. So you can set the intention, and as you're drifting off to sleep, just trust that it's working, and know that it's being taken care of by using the practice and setting the intention. So clearing out other people's emotions, lower vibration emotions, as well as their limiting beliefs and fears is very important to healing and staying healthy. All right, moving on to number four. And again, these that are kind of coming down the line now are in no specific order. So you may find that you're doing them, you know, differently than what I'm telling you. So always go with your guidance. So the next one is be informed, but don't be excessive or obsessive. So let's give a few examples here. So when I was diagnosed with MS, like I said earlier, the first thing that my husband wanted to do, my husband at the time, wanted to get into research um, and was kind of over the top with research. And I could have went there too, but something in me was like, do not do that. Because if you do that, it actually stresses, it can stress the, uh, the system more. So we want to be informed. Of course, we want to do what we can. We want to do research. We want to get information. But if we get excessive or obsessive about it, it can actually backfire, cause more fear, more worry, more stress on our system, which will increase your symptoms and increase the likelihood of you getting sick. If you are, you know, in this case with the coronavirus, you don't wanna be watching the news all day long. You don't wanna be talking to people that are in fear or worry all day long. You don't wanna be engaged in that constant, um, hovering, I'm going to call it, um, you know, excessive, obsessive hovering, news, watching, research, looking things up, not going to be helpful, not going to be helpful. So do it with balance, do it with, you know, be informed, but don't go over the top. You're going to want to you know, with your diagnosis, of course, get information from health professionals, alternative health professionals as well. So getting, getting both sides and maybe using both. And you also want to be really careful with this information. So this is kind of part two of this one is advice giving or getting. So when you're diagnosed with something, people are want to, going to want to give you a lot of advice including your medical professionals. And so you want to be open to receiving advice. But again, if if you're getting overwhelmed with it, you know, let people know, you know what, right now I've got enough information and I'm getting overwhelmed. So if you could put whatever you want to tell me on hold right now, or if you feel like you have to send it in an email, I'll read it when I'm ready for it might be something that you want to say and when you want to give advice to somebody else you might first ask you know i've got some things that i think might be helpful are you open to hearing them you know they've been helpful for me or for somebody else i know that had this diagnosis or you know hey the coronavirus this is what's being recommended So when you're gonna give advice to somebody else, also beware, ask if they want it. And if they say no, what you can say is, you know what, I'm still feeling guided to give it to you. I'll put it in an email and you can do whatever you want with the email. So that's a way to kind of do it and then let it go. And when somebody else keeps trying to cram their advice down your throat and you're like, enough is enough, you can say the same thing. You know what, I, I heard you the first time and I'd like you to please let it go now. You know, ultimately, everyone has their own path, their own journey, and I need to make my own decisions. So whether it's a doctor, a family member, you know, I really want to suggest that you do not take it as your truth. You want to gather, but then you want to check in and you want to see and check in with your own guidance as what to do. And I'll get into that um, a little bit more in one of the last pieces that I'm going to share with you today. Okay. Number five, remember that what you focus on grows. So remember I said in the beginning, it's important to acknowledge our fears, worries, anger, etc., our, our fears and our limiting beliefs, but we don't want to focus on them all day long, right? So we acknowledge, but then we want to focus on what we desire because what we focus on grows. So if you focus on what you fear, it's going to grow. You're more likely going to bring it into your life. It's going to decrease your immune system even more. So focus on what you desire. Also, it's very helpful to focus on what you're grateful for. Even if you've just been diagnosed with, like I was, you know, with MS, You know i still really on a daily basis had to practice focusing on what i was grateful for otherwise i would go down that dark tunnel that spiral and end up in depression and hopelessness also focusing on things that bring you joy and peace are very important so doing things that fill you up light you up make you laugh help you to feel more peaceful so that might be prayer That might be listening to gentle music, taking Epsom salt baths, getting massages. So those are important. What you focus on grows. So focusing on what you desire, what you're grateful for, and doing things that bring you joy and peace. So it was really important for me when I had the MS to get outside in nature. Even if I couldn't run because I wasn't feeling well, My body just wasn't strong enough and, um, you know, I had numbness, weakness, debilitating fatigue. Some days I could barely get out of bed, but I always went and either took a gentle walk outside the block or I just went and sat out in my backyard in nature. That and the sunshine on my face, Um, you know, even if it was winter, I'd bundle up and go breathe the fresh air, hear the birds Um, you know, it was just really important for me to get outside and be in nature. And that might be important for you as well. All right. Number six. So when I was first diagnosed with MS, I was not, um, I didn't believe in anything really. I didn't, I wasn't spiritual. I had thrown away religion a while back. And so I saw that when I had this diagnosis, and now also for those of us that are in this health crisis, it's really, really essential that you deepen your connection with and trust in whatever your something bigger is. Some of you might call it God, some of you might call it Universe, Source, Mother Nature. But it's really important that we feel safe and supported amidst a. Amid, amid, uh, can't say the word Uh, amidst the chaos right Um, amidst the the crisis that's going on individually or collectively to really ask for support and guidance from our something bigger so that's going to help decrease anxiety worry fear really trusting that you know this is for the greater good of me and the planet um whatever it is that you're addressing, you're facing the diagnosis or the health crisis. So asking for, receiving guidance, courage, whatever you need on a daily basis is going to be really important in moving through and beyond this, in healing this. And uh, this took a lot of practice for me. as I said, i wasn't I wasn't connected, but I saw, you know when I was diagnosed that I, I had to get back there. This was key to me healing the MS, and really everything in my life. So number seven, and this one might be, I'm just going to say, some of you might have resistance to this one or be triggered by this one, but it's remembering during a individual or collective health crisis that from a spiritual perspective, there is a gift or message that this is bringing you. So let's talk about first an individual health diagnosis. So when the body is giving you a symptom or an illness, it is your body letting you know that you are out of alignment in one or more areas of your life. So you could be out of alignment with self-love, the way you're talking or treating yourself. You could be out of alignment with maybe a job you're in maybe a partnership or friendships even. Maybe they're not fulfilling. Maybe they're even abusive. Maybe you're out of alignment with an unhealthy pattern that needs to be shifted. And I talk a lot about what I call the three Ps, perfection, people-pleasing, and pretending to be superhuman. Um, The go, 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 do, 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 never slow down. uh, You don't drop until you hit the bed at night. So those are three unhealthy patterns that most people, your illness is coming to let you know that one or more of these patterns needs to be shifted. Um, You're pushing yourself too hard physically, mentally, or emotionally. Um, You're doing everything to please everybody else and not yourself, not to make yourself happy. Um, You're constantly beating up or berating yourself. That's the perfectionist. So that might be the message your body's bringing you. Maybe you don't have enough play or enough rest time. Now, if it's a, a global thing that's happening, like the coronavirus, a, a global crisis health issue, it's also bringing you a gift or a message. And as a planet, you know, there's tons of different messages out there. So first you want to look at, always look at individually what is the message bringing you. So with the coronavirus, you know, because they're shutting us into our homes, You know, more time with your family. A lot of people are told not to come to work. So the gift it might be bringing you is more time with your family. You haven't been having enough time with your family. Maybe your message is, wow, you have a huge fear of being alone or a huge fear of the unknown, and that's what this is helping you to heal. Maybe, again, you have an unhealthy pattern that this is breaking. You can't be out doing, 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 going, 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 if you're being closed down in your house <laughs> so that pretending to be superhuman pattern is being shifted again, maybe it's asking you to build a deeper trust in something bigger. Um, you know, some people say to me, "Well, what about the people that die with the coronavirus?" It was actually their gift was it was a way for them to leave the planet. They actually were ready to go and needed a way to do that. and this was their way to do that. so I know that's going to, again, be a tough one for some of you, but um, from a soul perspective, we have a choice of when we leave the planet, whether you're aware of it consciously or not. Maybe right now it's more time to do what you love, to play or complete a creative project. Maybe it's an opportunity to see that your partnership is not working or to fix something in your partnership that hasn't been working. So lots of different Gifts are messages when we have a health diagnosis and a planetary health crisis. And I just touched on some of the most um, common. So there's many, many more. And that's one of the things that when you work with me, when we work together, that I can help you to see, to make those connections on what are the messages your body's bringing you, what needs to change. Um, You know, and with a health crisis, the same thing. All right, and last but not least, number eight, I believe, is we want to make sure that, you know, once we've cleared the worry and fear, we've soothed it, we've gotten our information. Now we really want to get guidance. We want to act from a place of what I call inspired action and guidance versus ego or fear based action. So that's why we do all the things before this, so that we can then move forward and take actions, inspired actions that are actually going to assist us to heal or assist our loved ones to heal or assist the planet, um, us both individually and collectively to heal. Because if everyone focused on healing their own stuff, then the planet would automatically heal as well. So we want to take inspired actions and we want to you know ask for guidance from our higher self or something bigger after we even get all the information out there you know we want to do what is you know like in the case of the coronavirus of course we're going to take precautions but are we going to react and go over the top it would be best not to right it's 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 best to stay calm and carry on um is the saying So acting from a place of calmness, from guidance, from inspired, calm, higher level guidance versus that urgent ego-based fear, right? Because when we do that, we're probably not going down the path that's going to be most helpful for us. So this is a pretty this is a pretty complicated one um you know we spend a whole month in my vibrant body and abundant life journey on self-trust and um, also trusting in something bigger so really really focusing on what is the difference how do we know if we're taking inspired action versus ego action so one of the tools that can help you with that again is the guided therapeutic meditation practice It'll support you to clear the fear, the worry, and to ask for and get guidance, get clarity on what is your next best step in healing the diagnosis or in, you know, in terms of the, the planetary health crisis, what do I need to do today? So taking small baby steps, usually, sometimes big leaps, um, changes usually don't happen overnight. So right now, things are moving a little bit faster, so they can. Sometimes we're being guided to take a big action sooner versus later. And oftentimes, though, when it comes to healing an illness, it's going to be baby steps, small steps. Um, because if we get overwhelmed or stressed again, that's going to backfire, lower our immune system. And when we're in a place of stress and fear and overwhelm, we can't hear our guidance, much less act from it. All right. So I'm hoping that that was helpful for you today, at least to get started. And if you haven't yet, again, please do receive my Vibrant Body and Abundant Life Starter Kit. It's where I take you through my 10 keys blueprint, the 10 keys that I discovered and used to heal MS, anxiety, depression, addiction, eating disorders, insomnia, pain, Um, my relationships, finding my purpose. And also you'll get an audio lesson that goes with your blueprint, walking you through all 10 keys and a sample practice, a sample guided therapeutic meditation practice, which is one of my most powerful tools, simple, easy, yet powerful. And when you sign up for this, you'll also be the first to be notified when new episodes are available. They go out to Podbean and iTunes stricter later, but if you sign up for the free gift, you get them right away as soon as I release them. And if you are listening to this on iTunes or Podbean, you can go to tanyapenny.com and receive the Vibrant Body and Abundant Life Starter Kit free gift, as well as other gifts from some of the experts that I have on the podcast by going to tanyapenny.com and clicking on podcast. Um, So just thank you guys um, and gals for joining me for the Vibrant Body and Abundant Life podcast. And please, if this resonated with you, it's likely that it's going to resonate with people that you know, a loved one, family. Again, we can't force anybody to listen to anything or we can't control them or make them behave in a certain way but we can share what has been helpful for us and then they can do what they want with it. So it's kind of that letting go of control. That's another thing that um, we work on. One of the gifts or messages when you are working on healing an illness is letting go of things that you can't control and focusing on those things that you can control, which is you, your thoughts, your words, your actions. So feel free to share this. And, um, also just a little reminder, progress, not perfection, baby steps, and it really takes time often to heal. You know, oftentimes it can happen overnight, but likely it's, it's a process. It's a journey. So having patience and compassion for yourself and others. All right. Thank you and have a beautiful rest of your day, week, and month. Love you.
0: Thanks for listening to Vibrant Body and Abundant Life with Tanya Penny. If you like what you heard, the best compliment you can give us is to share this podcast with a friend, and be sure to leave us a favorable review at iTunes. And remember to visit tanyapenny.com to receive all of your favorite free expert gifts, including Tanya's virtual workshop. The Vibrant Body, an Abundant Life Blueprint.